Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. And it's another late night recording, so we might be a little dumb. A little punchy. A little dumb and a little punchy. This episode is called The Carrollton Plot. Not to be confused with the Charleston Affair, which I got confused between it like 10 times. And there are some massive similarities between those two stories. There are. Definitely. Yeah. Also, The Carrollton Plot sounds like a Hitchcock movie. Doesn't it? Yes, I could see that. Or some sort of political intrigue movie, <laughs> right? Which starring George Clooney. Yeah. George Clooney in it, the Carrollton plot. Instead, it's the Hee Haw Gang. Yeah. Instead, I hate to disappoint anyone, but <laughs> there's no one near George Clooney in this movie. No. There's a guy named Billy Earl. <laughs> yeah. And Dustin. Dustin isn't that bad. I wish it had been Dusty. So I'm just going to say I think his <laughs> nickname his nickname is Dusty Hiram. <laughs> I can't. That's his name. Dusty could grow up to be George Clooney if he gets off the meth. He wasn't that bad. He just doesn't believe in himself. Okay. He's he's on so much drugs. There is literally a picture, a mugshot of him with two black eyes. I know. I saw that. Okay. I thought I'm that just... was from the drugs. I thought his eyes were, it was like dark under his eyes just because he was in withdrawals. They don't turn purple and puff up. That's not what happens <laughs> in withdrawals. Your blood vessels don't just burst apart in your face because you're going to I don't know withdrawals. what happens. Oh, brother. This episode is season 23, episode 4. It originally aired um, on October 17th, 2014. It's hosted by Queen Andrea Canning. Woohoo! It takes place in Texas, so mark off your bingo cards. Your Texas, Arizona, Florida square. It starts with our new segment, which is Dateline starts the episode by dissing your town. (laughs) They do it all the time. Dateline diss. The Dateline diss usually starts with a really great part of town, really rich. And then they say something like, but just a few miles away, it was a whole different story. They do it all the time. They do. And the people in the few towns away always have feel like poop about themselves, I think. This town, this time it wasn't even a town. It was an area. Just East yeah. Texas. Just the yeah. whole East. And I was like, where's the border on that? Where's, where's I don't it? know if I, I just don't know. Do they call themselves a city? We're East Texas. Hi. That's... I don't know. Texas is a huge state. It's so, so big. Like, literally East Texas, then that makes no sense. Because I That's feel just like a huge area, so it must be like a smaller section. If you said they call East Texas, if you said East Delaware, that would make sense because Del. I mean, Delaware is small, really small. It's like the size of what? I'm gonna take your word for it because I'm not so good with my states. Do you not know that Delaware is a small state? What do you think the smallest state is? If I had to guess, yeah. Do you not I know? Guess Rhode Island. Well, yeah, duh. Oh, it is Rhode Island. Are you, you're not 100 percent sure of that? But you had me second-guessing myself because of the Delaware thing. There's like a spattering of small states on that yeah. side. I did have the kind of plastic placemats with the states on them. Yeah. And and I would study it. I never. I was never able to retain that's the re- That's the only reason I know my state capitals is because of those placemats. Yeah, they're go- I should get one now. I could really use one. Okay. Okay, this sorry. not. Press okay. on. Now we're back to the plot. Yep. So Dateline talks about East Texas, and there's always images of rundown railroad tracks, and there are couches out on the street, and then there's someone has their mailbox held up by tires, 
And you know they sent the cameramen to find out the most rundown areas. And when they saw the mailbox with the tires, they were like, score, jackpot. This is epic B-roll of poor town city. There were it's also, really sad. I felt like there were a few things that they fudged, too. There was one time they just show a for lease sign. It just says for lease. And I was yeah, like, that could like, be anywhere. Don't give anywhere. me that. There's a dog barking. <laughs> he could be barking in Beverly Hills. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea says, some keep bail bondsmen on speed dial. <laughs> All of East Texas is giving the middle finger to Dateline tonight. Yes. Like, that's what you think of us? Fine. And we have a lot so, of Texas listeners, so yes, I, I apologize for Dateline. They didn't mean it. Yeah. So this takes place in 2012. Frank and Nancy Howard, they live in the nice part that is far from East Texas. It's called Carrollton. They are married and they have three kids. They are very Christian. Frank was a preacher's son. They are a very close family, like Leave it to Beaver. We meet the daughters and they go on and on and on and on and on about how perfect their family was and how they were the Cleavers. And they all had nicknames for each other. Like, I'm Beaver Cleaver. I'm Be- Beaverly Cleaver. I don't remember what they it said. Was, it, it was, was close. It was enough that they, and they bring up the Cleavers. A lot. But guess what? A lot. Things are not always as they seem on Dateline, especially if you're Christian and you think your family is perfect. Yeah, there we go. Foreshadowing. Two strikes against you. Not, I have nothing against Christians, but ones that think their families are perfect. That's the problem. I feel like so, if you describe yourself as the Leave It to Beaver family, you are just, you're setting yourself up. That's like comparing yourself to the Donna Reed family. Like any of those families, mm-hmm. if you're comparing yourself to that. Dad has a hooker tied up in the basement. Somebody's going to have a dr- really bad drug habit in a few years. Yep. Like it happens, yep. folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't set yourself up for that. So we're we talk a lot to the daughters in the episode. The son we never talked to. That was weird. I can't right? believe you just revealed that. That was my OMG moment at the end of the episode. All of a what? sudden, it's like oh, because we see him. Who Where the heck are you? Yeah, <laughs> I would like to have heard from you, sir. He is so sick of those sisters. He, he does not want to sit next to those sisters. He's sick of one. And of neither them. would I. He's so I of, get. He's it. sick of one of the sisters. Yeah, Ashley and Brianna are their names. Sure. I'm going to call him crispy perm hair. So Frank is an account. Oh, the kids grow up and they leave the house. So the family, Frank and Nancy are empty nesters. Frank is an accountant. He has this new, really wealthy client and that he's traveling out of town a lot. So one night, Nancy comes home from church and she is attacked and shot. And it's very matter of fact, she shot right in the head, but she survives, which is a miracle. The shot goes above one of her eyes and takes out one of her eyes, and then it goes down her throat, the bullet, and collapses her lungs. It is insane. Frank is out of town when this happens, and the daughters say he's totally devastated. He can't even stand up. Nancy is in the hospital, and she can't speak. She's on a breathing tube. Frank meets with the cops. He gives them his cell phone. He even offers money for a reward for information. And Nancy makes this miraculous recovery, and they're able to take out the breathing tube, and she's finally able to talk. Nancy tells the cops she was at church that night. She picked up food at Taco Bueno, which must be a real Texas place because Bobby Hill on King of the Hill loves Taco Bueno. So my question is, do they have Taco Bell in Texas? And is Taco Bueno the equivalent of Taco Bell? 
Cindy, hit us up. Tell us what they have in Texas, please. Yeah, do you have a Taco Bell and a Taco Bueno? Are they two separate? And which one's better? Well, I just had an idea about Taco Bueno. Are you going to get to her order? Are we going to talk about that later, what she ordered from Taco Bueno? I don't really remember what she ordered. Oh, she ordered steak fajitas, which makes me think it's a little, it's a step up from a Taco Bell. She didn't have like a burrito in the bag. She ordered an actual steak fajita. So I think Taco Bueno is nicer. It's more authentic. And it was a little bit pricier. Yeah, because I looked Mm. at her receipt because I'm nosy. Mm. Back to our story. She gets home, she pulls into the garage, she gets out, and a man with a gun grabs her and demands her purse. So because this is like a Saved by the Bell episode and not Dateline, she hands him the Taco Bueno bag instead of her purse. I, could lo- I couldn't believe, I sort of could see you or I doing that. Just here. Oh, totally. You just think it's here. your purse and you don't realize the yeah. purse is on your shoulder. Yeah. And then the guy grabs her purse, she gets shot, and then she passes out and she wakes up and she hears God's voice. She's very religious. And she's able to somehow crawl to the car. She tries to activate her car's emergency system, which is very smart thinking, I thought. I would never think of that. No, that's smart thinking. And then she goes inside and the alarm goes off in the house and she's like so proud of herself that she remembered the code. But I'm thinking... Don't do the code because then the police come right away. So just shot in the face. Yeah. JK Nancy, you're awesome. Yeah. But still, if you had not entered the code, they would have come faster. But they came so, pretty fast, right? She did, because then she called 911. She's coughing up blood and she cannot breathe, and they come. So the police now are checking Frank's cell phone, and big surprise, son of a preacher is having an affair on sweet Nancy, who was shot in the head. Uh, it's a woman, California, and Frank was with her the night of the attack. She is the mother of two teenagers, which again, I always go back to this with Scott Peterson and Amber Fry. Why have an affair with a woman with kids? Do you want more responsibility in your life? But they're grown. They're, they're out. They're teenagers. But they're like almost grown. So he's just doing a waiting game. Then he'll have her all himself. But I don't get it. I would think if you were in an affair, you'd want no strings and not like... I want more people to support now. Yeah, but they... He, now I have a new family to support. He's like a relationship man. Yeah, Like, that's it's true. a full-blown second family almost, right? Yeah. Um, Frank breaks the news to his daughters. His daughters worship the ground Frank walks on. One of them, Ashley, the one with the curlier, crispier hair, has this way of saying everything. It's very serious things, and she says it kind of like she's a stand-up comedian. She's like kind of like... What's the deal with your mom getting shot in the head? Whose mom does that happen to? I have th- Dad, don't have affairs, Dad. Oh my gosh. OMG. What's up with that? I have theories on why she talks like that. We can talk about it now or we can talk about it later, but I have a Well, it must be like a defense mechanism so she doesn't cry all the time. You know? No. She's on medication. No, no. I. She has I, a personality disorder. When I first even, because I listened to the episode for a chunk of it before I actually watched it. And the minute I listened to her, I was like, oh, well, first of all, she's watched a lot of Dateline. So, so she doesn't want to be one of the annoying crying people. Right. And she's obviously a tough cookie. She's the oldest sister. So she's got this sort of facade. Up, but it's more than that. It's that the term I think of is over authentic. 
So right. I'm going to be so genuine. I'm not going to be right. like one of those Dateline <laughs> interviews that they just say, yes, it was really sad. I was really upset. The, pl- the same platitudes she, we've heard before. She's going to just come in with personality plus and yes. she's probably practiced it. And if you notice, she <laughs> steamrolls over her younger sister. Younger sister maybe says 30 words the entire yeah. episode and Ashley, yeah. older sister, just, oh yeah. my God. And we were just... I mean, who who had ever heard of such a thing? And she talks like this, like maybe she's talking to the back row. This is my Dateline voice. Andrea, could you believe it? And Andrea, And it's very funny, like she's chuckling. Right. Like, and, my mom got shot in the head. What's no, up with it that? Is. Why? It's, and Andrea seems really thrown off by the entire energy of this girl. Andrea's <laughs> kind of trying to match her and then settle down and then comes back up and sort of does it. I was getting unnerved watching her. I was like, okay, calm down. Yeah, she's like, very extra. Very extra. Extra authentic. Extra, extra genuine. Okay. And she's thinking, wow, the audience is really going to like me. Yeah. I'm going to be the relatable one that's like talking to one of their friends. And instead. It's no sorrow. None of that. It's, I don't know, because I, you and I have both told stories like that where we're explaining a really horrible situation, but doing it in a way that can't, I can't believe it and sort of laughing. Right. She's doing it, in, you're right, in a Jerry Seinfeld way. Whose dad here has had an affair? Anybody? Hands? Yeah. <laughs> Hands? Let's start a club. Our dad's had affairs. So weird. That's so, a good... I hope we described her well enough because I want people to be able to understand Ashley. Pic- picture she's, that, yeah. but with crispy perm going on. Yeah. But she's very pretty. Like, both sisters are very pretty. Um, so then Frank has to tell poor Nancy about the, the affair and maybe she'll take it as well as the daughters did because they don't seem to be that bothered at all by it. Um, Nancy realizes that things changed with Frank when he got that big client and he started traveling a lot more and spending a lot more money. He even ditched her once on New Year's Eve to be with the client. Um, And then she realizes that he really doesn't want to save their marriage. He's been in love with this woman, Susan, in California. And the affair... Really? Mm -hmm. Suzanne... He's been in love with her for three years. So he's been living a full-on double life. Were you surprised? Very surprised that it was three years. I was too, yeah. So police use Nancy's cell phone to track her purse, which has been ditched in a nearby dumpster. The purse still has everything in it, so it doesn't seem that money was the motive. And her ID was taken out as if they were checking to make sure they got the right person. And then they find out that she was tracked and followed at the church. They get surveillance footage and someone followed her to the church and then followed her home in a car. Then this cop, smart cop, is like, something about this reminds me of a stop I had, a routine traffic stop a month ago. With these two dudes that were from East Texas, the place with the tires holding up the mailbox, and the driver's name was Dustin, and he was super high on meth. He had told all these convoluted stories about why they were driving around in Carlton, and he admits that he is a hitman hired to kill a woman. So the cop remembers that from a month ago. And this story is so much like the Charleston affair, because in the Charleston affair, we had that sweet druggy guy 
who didn't really want to kill the lady, so he told on himself yeah. with the cops because he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to kill this lady, but I've been hired to kill this lady. And that lady, I think her name was Nancy, too. She became a stand-up comedian, remember? Oh, my gosh. I think it was a Nancy. You're right. And she she hit on Keith when he said, are you dating? And she yes. goes, why are you asking? I prefer really this. I prefer this, Nancy. This Nancy is very sweet, church-going gal. She's not a body Nancy, but I still think body. the two, I still think the two Nancys could become gal pals. They could scrapbook together. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if body Nancy scrapbooks. No, she, she goes ha- out on the town for like martinis. She has people to do her scrapbooking for her. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She was taking a bath at eight a.m. Right, she's got people for that in her fluffy robe. Yeah, she her calls- marshmallowy robe. Where? Where do you get it? I don't know. So police, so we've heard about that one plot. Now the police get a call from Oh, wait, and the police just ignore that he says the hitman thing. They just think he's high on drugs. They don't take him seriously, right? Okay. Right. right. But now there has been a hit. So they're like, hmm. Hmm. So the police get a call that an inmate named Billy Earl Johnson wants to talk to them. Billy Billy with an I.E. is a character. He is from East Texas. And he's the ringleader of this colorful crew, a strange cast of characters who the police call the Hee Haw Gang. Most of them are related to Billy. It's just like a bunch of cousins and they all commit low-level crimes together and share money with each other. It's like a a commune or something and and they do just tons of drugs together. Billy wants to tell the cops what he knows so that he can get out of jail because he has grandkids he wants to see. He's really just a family guy. He employs half of his family in his hee-haw gang, and he wants to see his grandkids. Sweet guy. So this is Billy's story. A few years ago, a guy named John calls Billy and says, I have this lady named Nancy that I want to be killed. Will you kill her? Now, Billy knows John's phone number, and he knows what kind of car Nancy drives. The store, like, the facts seem to add up. So Billy decides to take John for all he's worth and not kill the lady, but string him along. So for the next two years, years. he talks to John, gets money from him, tons of money, without doing any killing, which is hilarious. So then the police bring back in Dustin. The meth guy from a month ago. Turns out Dustin is Billy's stepson. And Billy thinks Dustin is an idiot, which is kind of sad. And that's kind of why I feel bad for Dustin. Because Billy's like, oh, my stepson, he's an idiot. He doesn't even know how to put antifreeze in a truck or something. No wonder Dustin does meth. He has very low self-esteem. Because his stepdad is a jerk to him. So Dustin tells them more about this mysterious John who wants to hire hitmen. John had been giving them money. He gave Dustin $24,000 at one point to do the hit, which is kind of on the lower end of the hitman scale. That's closer to that one guy that was like for 10 grand. That was interesting. At one point, John gives him $8,000 and it blows off the roof of Dustin's car because Dustin is kind of an idiot and Dustin wasn't even concerned because he's like, I'll just get more from John. It's fine. It's just meth money. So there's like a dozen people in East Texas in this hee-haw gang who know all about John trying to get this Nancy killed. They're all getting money from him and no one's actually killing her. Next we meet Charlie 
who was part of the Hee Haw gang, he's one of the only ones that's, that's not related to Billy. And he wants out now. He's like out. So he's like, I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm going to tell you exactly what goes on in this Hee Haw gang. He's a straight talker. He said that John would sometimes meet with Charlie and Billy and give them cash. And then later on, he would wire them money. At this point, I'm thinking, why doesn't John say, why is this murder taking so long? It's been two years. What is happening? The amount of things that you can accomplish in two years, you could get a degree from a college. Do you know what I'm saying? There is. You could sail around the world. And there's so and there's, there's so excuse many after excuse of why it's yeah. always like day of we're on our way there we're almost to the house oh no I have to go yes. to the hospital it's yeah. a, basically like a comedy of errors yeah. Charlie says they just keep coming up with excuses Billy lied and said he had a brain tumor one time yeah and then one time they said Nancy's neighbors were home and then another time it's probably like the dog ate my hit list I've the got eczema brain tumor excuse <laughs> <laughs> I've got it works every time my diabetes is flaring up my trigger finger i can't bend it (laughs) i got carpal tunnel in my trigger finger it'll go away in a week or so i'm still on it john don't worry it's still gonna happen it's still gonna happen find another gang john this should not take two years there are other people that would do this for you faster even charlie is thinking john is such a dumbass such a dumbass like Why doesn't he just do it himself at this point? So Charlie says that John had given them $400,000 over the two years to Billy's group, which now we're on like the high, high end of a hit job. That's right. Now, John is basically funding all of East Texas. The two major industries in East Texas are auto repair and John. Yeah. So Billy is buying cars for his kids and his mother, and he's buying Charlie a riding mower and a four-wheeler and a bunch of guns. So the big twist comes in this episode, which is a surprise to absolutely no one, if you unless you've never seen Dateline before, maybe, is that John is Frank, Nancy's husband. Um, Frank slash John. Is arrested. Well, his and real name t- is John, right? His first name. It's Frank John. No, it's John Frank Howard. Howard. It's three first names. John Frank Howard. Yeah. yeah. Never trust a man with three first names. No, absolutely not. Actually, I take that back because I would tr- trust Jonathan Taylor Thomas with my life. Choices. <laughs> so, you tell me you went to the same. He's a trustworthy fellow. Where is he? We don't even know where he is. He could be in East Texas. No, I saw him. He did a guest spot on TV like a couple years ago. He's still the same. Maybe he's directing. I don't know. Yeah, he might be. So so that when they arrest John and he's telling them, he's telling Andrea how he was arrested and her face is so priceless. There's just no sympathy. She's literally, she's just giving him the death stare as he's talking about how sad he was being arrested. And oh yeah, we should also mention that he was being interviewed. Frank, John Frank is interviewed this whole time. The whole time time and doesn't appear to be in jail because there's also B-roll footage of him driving a car and walking walking around town. So the daughters are totally in denial about this whole thing. And if you had family in denial on your bingo card, you can mark it down 10 times. Yeah. And then she gives these lame excuse, Ashley. She's like... Having an affair is a human mistake. Killing someone is not. And my dad is a human. So he couldn't have done it. And I'm like, 
Humans kill humans all the time. That's literally, besides the occasional bear attack, humans are the only ones killing humans. And that, and that is what I'm talking about, that she rehearsed this before. That was not the on the The human bit? Yeah. I'm going to go into my human bit now. Yeah. She had a note card that she was leaning off and looking at. <laughs> Offset. I want to see some of the footage of what actually happened in that interview. Good. I want to know what Andrea thought. I do too. Um. So Nancy divorces Frank. Good for her, gal. Thank God. She, yeah, because at first she wasn't sure. She thought maybe my husband didn't. He, I know he was cheating on me, but I still don't think he would have had someone kill me. But then she finally comes to the point and she's like, no, I don't buy it. So she divorces him, which is great. Get it, girl. What's weird is while he's out on bail before the trial, one of the daughters gets married and they still all – because they love him. The daughters totally support him. So he walks her down the aisle and Nancy's at the wedding and they have to like hang out as a family. And Nancy's like, the dude tried to kill me. I was shot. I'm missing an eye. Like does everyone remember that I have a glass eye now? because of this man and they're all like doing the bunny hop or something at the wedding like Mm -mm. nothing happened because these daughters still totally support their dad it's mind-blowing so the trial starts and all the hee-haw gang they're all in jail for other things so they all come in in their prison uniforms and they all point at frank and say that was him he gave us a ton of money they even have a photo of frank meeting with the gang so what do you say to that daughters then there's even a jailhouse phone call between billy the leader of the group and frank and frank is talking about how much money he's already given them and why haven't things been taken care of yet i mean there's a lot of evidence so the two people that actually did the shooting that night they're both named michael And they know all the details. They even know, like, that Nancy handed the food bag first in that wacky misadventure. So the motive for Frank is clearly the affair. He had bought two homes with this new lady in California. Oh, and P.S., she knew he was married. She was pressuring him to leave his wife. Yeah. And he promised that he would get things done. Yeah. She said, leave your wife, file for divorce. He said, I'm going to get things done. So now it's the defense attorney's turn. There are two of them. They say the Hee Haw gang is lying about everything. They say that the gang was blackmailing Frank about the affair. Somehow these guys in East Texas found out that Frank was having an affair with a woman in California and blackmailed him for $400,000 because he'd rather pay $400,000 than have members of the church know that he was having an affair. And the daughters totally agree. The daughters are like, I think he that they were he was being blackmailed. I think he started giving them money to help them up off their feet. Yeah, because he's a generous guy. He randomly meets these guys in East Texas and is like, these meth heads seem like a great investment in the future. I'm gonna give them some money and they're gonna get on their feet and get jobs, be like their big brother. Yeah, they're gonna and come then, work for me. And then they start blackmailing him for the affair. That's what the daughters think is happening. The daughters take the stand in their dad's defense. And I just. With poor mom sitting in the courtroom with her glass eye. And then they say it's not blind support. They say this is very calculated. Oh, that's. I just saw your face. I get it because the mom lost an eye. (laughs) So that's funny. Uh, So she said the daughter. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Did the daughter do it on purpose? Uh, no, she's not that smart. That's a bitchy move. She's not that smart. That is a bitchy. But it, they did show the. the mom. I think they do show a, a picture of the mom briefly after they say blind support. <laughs> Upsetting. Ugh. Oh god, the mom looks great. By the way, like you can tell which eye is not the real eye, but she does look amazing. Also, but like, barely. You can't tell she was, she was yeah, shot. Barely. She was shot at arm's length in the yeah, face. In, and she, looked, you, and she looks amazing. Honestly, yeah, I have to. Yeah. Props to her plastic surgeon. She looks. Seriously. Good job. Seriously. So, um, yeah. The, so the daughter says it's not blind support, that it, they've thought about it. They realize their dad's not perfect, but they've thought long and hard and they still support him. I, it couldn't be more obvious. There's so much proof. It's totally blind support. So the lawyers say you shouldn't convict someone based on the testimony of these criminals, yeah. these hee-haw gang people. But that really pissed me off because Frank is just as bad. Frank yeah. gambles. He's having a three-year affair on his wife. I'm sure he was involved in shady business deals with that guy because he's raking in the money. And I know it was – there was stuff from Kuwait. They were money laundering. There was shady stuff going on. I have some info. And he, he, okay, good. Yeah. He's having an affair and he tried to have his wife killed and he's embezzling money. But because he wears a polo shirt – Instead of these meth guys, we shouldn't listen to them. And he goes to church. And he goes to church with his polo shirt. But he's still covering all the bases of your sins. Oh, yeah. Like, don't say we shouldn't believe these guys and we should believe Frank. Right. Frank is just as bad. So this was really sad. The daughters sit on the dad's side of the court and the mom sits on the prosecution side. And that is so cold. I know they want to show support to their dad, but their mom has been through enough. Yeah, exactly. It kind of broke my heart. They hug her each day in the trial, but then they go and they sit on the dad's side. She's lost an eye. She's lost her marriage. She's now right. lost her two daughters. Right. That sucks. Yeah, it does. So the jury takes just 90 minutes to convict Frank. They find him <laughs> guilty. Thank goodness. He gets life in prison. And the daughter, Ashley, is like, okay, we are ready to appeal. She's like, I'm not going to cry and go boo-hoo, oh, my dad's in jail. Nope, not going to do that. Let's appeal. It's time to get going. <laughs> I We're doing this. And, and Kimberly's not exaggerating. She literally says that. She goes, well, I'm not going to do that. No. If he's, if he's not guilty, great, we move on. If he's guilty, we go to appeals. That's just the way it is. That's, That's how exactly she talks. She it's so... Yes. Now, Ugh. and I, here's the thing. I know I have railed and railed and railed against Michelle Hadley, who never stopped crying, and the two sisters from last week, who never, no, ever, ever stopped ago. crying. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So I know I sound like a hypocrite because this daughter is doing the exact opposite. But there has to be a healthy medium. Yeah, we need a middle ground here, folks. Of genuine emotion. Yeah. Your dad tried to kill your mom. You, yeah. you can get upset. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, so this was the interesting part for me, which I was got excited because I was right about something. Frank was totally embezzling. He was stealing from that rich client. He had embezzled more than $6 million. He embezzled $30 million. What? $30 million. Okay, so I want to know what the daughters have to say about that. We never get to hear, what do you think about your perfect father? I mean, they would have another excuse. Well, embezzling is a human 
error and having an affair is a human error. Embezzling Murder is a is mathematical not. error. He made And my dad is a human who makes mathematical errors. Even that doesn't he's an mean accountant. he killed someone. <laughs> I mean, it's every. I know he was cheating. That doesn't mean he's a killer. I know he was stealing. That doesn't mean he was a killer. I know he was lying. That doesn't mean he was a killer. I know he. We get yeah. You know what? He wasn't a killer because he didn't do it himself. He hired someone else to do it. So your dad is a coward as well. He he had two years and he still couldn't do it. He kept paying and out of pocket to get never someone changed else to do it. His, he is a coward. He never changed his mind over the two years either. He never uh-huh. was like, you know what? This isn't worth it, guys. I'm calling it off. Whatever. I'm going to yeah. actually just divorce my wife like a normal person. But he couldn't divorce right. her because then all of this embezzlement would come to light, apparently. There you go. So whatever. See, because he had been divorced before. He had. Mr. Perfect did have... <laughs> Mr. Perfect is what we call my aunt's dog. Um <laughs> Hi, Teddy. You're a good boy. Um, <laughs> Mr. Perfect Frank was married before. So the that's one of the things the defense people say is if he wanted to leave her, he would just divorce her. He doesn't have to kill her. Right. So oh, this is good. They interviewed Charlie and even Charlie is like, I feel bad for those daughters. I'm sorry, but your dad did it. <laughs> that was amazing. Charlie is like the voice of reason, the criminal, the lifetime yes. criminal. Straight talker Charlie kids. is like, I'm going to tell it like it is. Kids, you're delusional. Your dad did your, it. I'm telling you right now, your dad did, did it. <laughs> so the daughters now have, this is sad, they have like a strained relationship with their mom. And of course they do. They don't seem to want to fix it. And they're still standing by their dad. And, you know, she she was just trying to go to church. I she's, would go spend Cole's cash with Nancy. Totally. Nancy, come on. You do not deserve this family that you got saddled with in life. No, maybe your son's okay. Your son who's mysterious and was not interviewed. Yeah. I hope he's all right. Yes. Is he on your side? So now this episode originally aired in 2014. And Andrea tells us that they, the daughters have decided not to talk to Dateline again since 2014. Why do you think so that is? I literally wrote, what do you think that means? Oh, I know. To ask you. Because the, all the appeals failed. But see, if they failed, I still think they would go on and defend him with their life. Do you think they saw the internet hate that they got after the first episode? Maybe. And how unlikable they seemed? Uh, yeah. Or and do they... you think they changed their mind? Do you think they're now realizing their dad did it? I'm hoping. And they don't want to go on TV and admit they're wrong? Yeah, I think it's, I hope it's more that. Because with, with the passage of time, sometimes wisdom right you start to see things a little bit clearer you're not in the heat of it maybe they're seeing okay we have one parent that's in jail one parent that's not maybe we should stop with the one that's in jail and yeah go well i'm hoping it's like a scientology thing they'll accidentally go online and see what everyone is saying and then when you're like hit smack in the face with what people say then you go oh my god but i kind of think this daughter kind of gets off on that being the the lone wolf being the one that thinks differently, she's being contrary, and she's like, it could I'm going to stand against the whole world but I bet, and believe in my father's I bet Brianna innocence. flipped. I bet the younger one flipped, mm-hmm. and now it's just Ashley on her own, and what's going to happen is Ashley's going to be the only one ostracized from the family. Who's I hope so. visiting her dad in jail, and, you know, don't but worry. But I hope that the ones that flipped out. went to Nancy and, like, reconciled I think they. Nancy. I bet they did. And she would forgive them, because she's already forgiven Frank. For having her shot in the head. She's Christian. So she practices what she preaches. She also um, literally, when she was getting shot, said, Jesus saved me and Jesus saved her. So Jesus yep. loves Nancy. Yep. And so do we. Yes, we do. We just don't. We don't love your daughters. So any moments that you want to talk about? 
any outside moments. Well, yeah, wait a minute. The way it ends, that Nancy's writing a book. Oh, right. Yes, Nancy's writing a book about her affair. Yeah. I thought it was the best title of the book ever because Nancy changed her name from Howard back to Shore, her maiden name. And uh-huh. so her name's now Nancy Shore, and the book title is Journey Back to the Shore. Or that's Journey nice. Back to Shore. And I thought that was sort of clever. It was a cute pun. And that's the title it of is, her book. Except I wish there was some water involved in the actual murder. Then it would make... Well, I think she's like, doing a metaphor. If it was a She's doing a accident. metaphorical, like I'm journeying back to myself. I get it, but... She was lost out at sea in the wave of her husband's lies. Uh, I don't want to have to do this with you. I want you just to like it. I liked the cover picture, which literally has a bullet shooting into an eyeball <laughs> Sorry, like I they did laugh. not pull any yeah. punches no, they did with not. the cover i think if it was finding my sight you know what i'm saying no i think journey back F- to shore no is... longer blind because she was blinded to her husband's lies and now she can see are you thinking of, even I'm, though she are lost you an trying eye to do amazing grace lyrics was blind but now i see is that what you're trying to do no i'm a jew why would i be trying to do that but amazing grace lyrics would also fit appropriately because she's a super christian there you go. So, okay. Twas blind, but now I see would be the title Ooh. of the book. Yes. But she's half blind, ironically. But now she can see more clearly exactly. than ever. Exactly. Now she can see more well, clearly than ha- ever before. Yes. Yep. For the sequel, Nancy, we have your title. <laughs> For the next one, we got out. it. But then you need to be yep. on the book, staring off like a dateline B roll. That's what we yes. That's what we need. With some Folgers coffee in your hand. Okay. Okay. So, do you have, do you want to do. External moments? Yes, I do. I would Ex- like to do outside guaca moments. Okay. So I have the breakdown of what Frank bought Suzanne, his mistress, and I thought it was really fascinating. So he bought her a boat for $80,000. Really? Bought her a house in Santa Cruz for $900,000 in cash, which is oh. crazy to me. Uh, the condo in Tahoe for both of them was 380000 He paid for part of her daughter's college tuition. What? Yeah, for real. That's crazy, right? And then set up an IRA in her name with a transfer of $500,000 and then later another transfer of $200,000. So Suzanne got out with a lot. Wow. Just going to say that. Now up. he has to pay back the money he embezzled. But he does. Does, does she have to pay back the money that she got from I him? I don't think so. But here's that the- was maybe that's probably why he was spending it so much because – You don't have to give it back if you spent it. So the settlement, whatever the embezzlement, it's not just, I think it was maybe $6 from that guy, but then it's it's a bunch of other companies that he embezzled from. And the reason that he found out about that East Texas gang in the first place, this is how I found this out, is because one of the companies, it's a flavorings company, which I really want to know what that is. Flavorings of what? Do they make like almond extract? What do they make? I don't know what flavorings is. Like ice cream flavors? Well, no, I think like it- 31 m- flavors? I was thinking Mr. Dash or one of those seasoning salts. Maybe. Or some- I don't know. Flavorings. Or it could be something that- Crystal light? We also could be real dumb right now, and it could have nothing to do with food. It could totally be a name for what something else? else. Anyways, this gang in East Texas, see, the wife of Billy, she worked at the flavorings place. She was the connection- that's how we found. Is this out. Dustin's mom? I think it is. That's how we found out about Billy. Is because he must have talked about something to her. Anyways, he got Billy's name because he would go all the time to do accounting at this flavorings company, which he embezzled money from them too. So, oh my gosh, one of these companies. Hilariously, 
I don't think any, I didn't see any outside information about them suing Suzanne to try to get the money back. Who they're suing is the Baptist church. Because <gasps> Frank apparently went from donating like 10000 a year to over 200000 a year during those years. So he was giving all because this money to the church. Because he wanted to look like the big man on campus. Yeah, of course. Like the great Christian. They're suing the church they're to get that money back. They're suing this, but I'm guessing it's one of those really big, fancy Baptist churches. Uh-huh. That got the cameras yeah. and all that. Yeah. Whatever. The big flat screens, all that stuff. Okay. Then I wanted to talk really quick. Two things. Well, one of the things is I want to talk about the hitman prices. But then the next thing I wanted to talk about was the ideas that Frank had for how they should kill her. We didn't really go into that. Don't know how I just skipped over that. He had said that he wanted it to look like an accident Mm -hmm. and that maybe they should hit her with a baseball bat and kill her. Yeah. And then he changed his mind and said maybe they should kill her while she was at her scrapbooking group. This was the best part. That I found this article that I read is so amazing. And they said one of his ideas was to shoot her with an automatic weapon when she's at lunch with her girlfriend. They go to this lunch, shoot with an automatic weapon and then, quote, then just sort of spray, spray it around just to make (laughs) sure. So start on her. So Frank is such a bad guy that he doesn't just want her to die. He's fine if all of her friends die. He's fine if they get injured. Oh, no, like a random pedestrian with a baby stroller. Right, exactly, at a lunch. So then maybe also he said to spray it around so it confuses the issue. And if it's not (laughs) at the lunch, maybe it could be at her book club or her scrapbooking retreat. (gasps) She goes on a retreat for scrapbooking? Let's stop at that sentence. I love it. What the hell is a scrapbooking retreat? Uh, it is Michael's and Joanne's I, heaven. Glittery paper, stickers, those thought bubble stickers. So we can just, if you want to, we can just go straight into the B-roll bonanza of the scrapbooking footage. Because yeah, I know there was you, some scrapbooking I know footage. you have things to say. Because the B-roll bonanza of the scrapbooking amazed me. I've never seen one of those giant office paper cutters that she had. Yeah. I have had to do some scrap. I know you have. For my job. So I want So I have used one of those paper cutters many a time. I even have a little mini plastic one just for scrapbooking. Do you have the stamps? Because she had like a set of stamps. She had stamps. I mean, straight edges. Yeah. And then you can do these like little stickers on the edges of photos. So it makes it look like it's in a little frame. Yeah, like a little vintage thing. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. And then you get little packs of stickers, ones that are for a wedding, 3D stickers and ones that pop out and they're all themed for it. You can get like a bat mitzvah sticker set. Like a, it seemed really fun to me. It seemed like they're having the time of their life. You can take scrapbooking seminars at Michael's and Joanne's. Oh my gosh. And you bring in your stuff and they teach you. <laughs> and now we know they have retreats. Yes. But here's what I want to know is what she's scrapbooking because she literally, poor Nancy has oh my no God, family you're right. left. Maybe it's she, old family tree, older oh, pictures so she, yes. of her as a child, her and her sisters or whomever. I hope so. I hope so too. I hope so. Or, because without the daughters in her life, that's like a big chunk of the scrapbooking but they, they material. They do show her a lot with her friends. So it could she be definitely a, friends yes. trips. Maybe they go on cruises. I could see that. Them doing some gal, gal, gal trips. Yep. And so they have a gal gang and they go and they scrapbook. And then it's like cruise 2014 you know yeah after i got shot in the face and i was a lot better yeah maybe she has one that's of her recovery journey exactly and she scrapbooked it out yep i'm fine with it 
because they also, these groups of friends, they would also go for walks in the park. You never see that. Usually it's maybe two people. No, it was like five. Together. It was a large group of it was a women gaggle. just walking together in normal clothes. It was cute. In the park. It was adorable. I loved Let's it. Let's go for I... a stroll while we talk. That's our B-roll. Now, daughter, crispy perm daughter, her B-roll was cutting a freaking apple. <laughs> they so open with it. Thinking so her brow is furrowed as she's cutting the apple. She's segmenting this the different parts of her father's case or something. Yeah, with a big old knife. Yeah. It's yeah, not, but very strange. I was not into that. Um quote of the week. My quote was when she's talking about the hee haw gang all coming into jail. <laughs> She said, if orange is the new black, this is one fashionable crowd. That was a good one. And they just show person after person in the orange jumpsuit in the witness box. Because literally, they were all being brought up as witnesses, and they were all in jail for something else. And you should see, there's the the article that I read, which if anybody can get to it, it's in D Magazine. It comes up really quick when you Google John Frank Howard. They have a little tree. Of who's related to who, how they're related, yeah. what happened. Oh, of yeah. the hee mm-hmm. gang? Of the hee gang. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. I love it. Poor Dustin. I hope Dustin gets out of the hee gang. Okay, precious moments? Do oh. you have any? Yeah, of course. Nancy? Nancy. Nancy with her friends. Nancy was with her Aww. friends at the end. Nancy's whole situation is a precious moment to me. Yeah, I wrote, Nancy is a badass, and if she can forgive Frank... I can forgive that dude that cut me off in traffic yesterday. Someone cut you off? People are driving like maniacs it's Christmas. the holidays. Yeah. People go nuts. Ugh. And I've already had my holiday. So I know. Hanukkah's over. So I'm like out of the spirit. But I'm still in Whamageddon. We'll get to that. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, MVP loser of the episode. Mm, okay. Who'd you have for MVP? Nancy. You had Nancy. And Charlie. Charlie. Okay, I was. I like Charlie. I was, really and I kind of want them to date. No, Charlie needs to first of all move out of East Texas. I hope that he's away. I hope that he went to live with a relative, maybe in Nashville, maybe just somewhere, maybe Baton Rouge, like get on a boat, do some like swamp things, but not needs to get out. But don't you think he and Nancy would kind of be fun together? He's a lot younger than she is, but he's lived a lot of years. I don't know how young he is. He looked really good. For his age. He did. But. I think he's just one of those guys. But Maybe. he was had me until the defense attorneys start talking about one of their defense of Frank was that Charlie was crazy and a terrible witness because Charlie talked about how sometimes the cash would have blood on it and hair. Oh, right. And it smelled like a dead and body. It smelled like a dead body because it was, it was getting coming smuggled in from Kuwait. Yeah. And Kuwait is where actually Frank was spending a ton of time because when they're talking about it in Dateline, it's kind of a non sequitur and you're like, right. And you're like, what? Maybe. But it actually does make sense. But it actually does make a little bit of sense because apparently Frank was spending a ton of time in Kuwait because that's the guy who got him the big job was a defense contractor of sorts. Right. Right. So they were doing business in Kuwait. Also, that and guy I, is in jail. From the beginning, I knew it was shady business. Oh, I knew that it. That guy is in jail. For, the business guy? The business guy is now in jail. I knew, I knew it was both of them were being shady. For something related to, yeah, because otherwise he would know that Frank was embezzling money. Come on. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't say yeah. anything because Frank had stuff on him. Mm-hmm. Something about prescription pills, which I thought was weird. Oh, really? Some sort of prescription pill racket. Yeah, I know. Do you think that some of the blood did have, some of the money did have blood on it? No. 
I think that probably Billy told Charlie a story and Charlie just is into that. Charlie's also into guns. So I think he wanted that to be a real story, but it's something that somebody hallucinated on meth. I don't think any of that ever happened. I don't think any of that. Um, Did you have a loser? loser? Oh, yeah. Who's yours? Obvi. Oh, yeah. Okay. Perm hair. All right. Ashley. All right. Without a doubt. No, yeah. She's mine, too. There's no there's no one else. Um, By the way, I did have one other MVP. I was really into the prosecutor, Jamie Beck, the female prosecutor, okay. because... I liked her just because there's one point where she says, I just didn't like him. I didn't like him. <laughs> She's talking about Frank. And I thought it was so refreshing for her just to be like, eh, I didn't like him. Because she she sort of saw this, that dual personality of like church going, mm-hmm. pious, holier than thou, rich guy, white guy. And then he's represented by these two, and I called them scary white men lawyers because they were. Uh-huh. They were scary, expensive white lawyers who were in their early 60s. Those are terrifying Uh to me. She was just, and she beat them. She won. The prosecution killed it. I was into her. I gave her an MVP. Oh, good for her. Um, Brands unhappy being on Dateline and are now associated with murder. Yep, who you got? Taco Bueno? Yep, Taco Bueno, for sure. Or do we think that was a good plug? Because we are we know that she liked it enough to get it. Yeah. And we know that the killers maybe thought for a split second about taking that bag with them. I think they did think about it, at least for a second. Yeah. I bet Taco Bueno is very popular there. Now, if I go to Texas, I want We're to try it. We're going to eat Taco Bueno. No, I totally... So I'm thinking it might not be as bad as we think. It could be a good plug for them. Were you as intrigued by Earthworks? What was that? Earthworks is the coffee shop that Andrea and the two detectives <gasps> during their interview were sitting, are sitting at. the sitting whole at. time? The only reason I know it is because the cups were so... I never saw them drink out of the coffee cups. Right. But they were so strategically placed with the... What's it called? The little cardboard warmer? Yes. Said, Earthworks coffee, and it's tilted all the way around towards... So it's facing the camera. So you can read it on each of the cups very clearly. What? There's nowhere else she could have met with these people, like, at this police station they had, you know, or... In their soundstage, it was like in this dim coffee shop after hours. Like they've shut it down for this interview. You could see the menu on the board after. That was the only time she was ever out and about. So why did she need to be on location for that? Why did they spend all the money to fly her to Texas to do this thing? Because if they... I'm shocked they didn't send her to the house, the garage. She could have stood out front of right, the house right. or something. Or she could have driven through East Texas with the cop. And they, he could yeah. have pointed out the tires and stuff. This is totally like, true. There's the tire. That building's for um, lease. <laughs> yeah. They've had her ride in a shotgun in a cop car many times. That's true. Maybe they did and they just cut it for time. Yeah. That's all I could think of. I liked her outfit in the coffee shop. The Austin Powers wearing- outfit? It. I wrote '60s mod dress. Yeah, it looks like Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. It was a. I had not seen that look on her before. It was. It was, it was cute. cute. Um, Frank in all of the pictures in his old photos has like this '70s porno stash. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. It. It kind of worked for him. I think it. It was kind of an improvement. Really? Yeah. Okay. I normally would hate it, but it kind of went with his persona. Okay. I don't know about that. Um, I don't have an alternative theory. 
You don't? Well, then, in place of your alternative theory, can we talk about the price of Hitman? Sure. Okay. Here's what I, here's what I got. Billy says that over time, and they say this in Dateline, that he gave them about $750,000, right? Yeah. Over, yes. t- over the two years. Yeah. Billy said that he gave them another $1 million easy in cash. Easy. And another $1 million in bail bonds because he kept bailing them out of jail. Because oh, all of gosh. them kept going to prison because they'd get these things of cash and then they'd just go on meth binges or whatever and just lose their minds. So now again, we're back to that stupid disparity of how much is a hitman. So apparently in Texas, a hitman is worth about $2 million. No, because he first offered Dustin $24,000. But then the first amount that he ever gives Billy is 60000 in a brown paper bag the first time they ever meet. That seems high for East Texas. So 60000 was initial. Then he goes down because Dustin's stupid, so he gives him 24000 Yeah, Dustin's 000. not worth the full price. And then there are several other people that try to extort Frank for money throughout this, and he gives them all different amounts of money. It's all over the map, whatever basically people are asking for. And then- The thing that just really surprised me the most about this is that he is an accountant, Right. And it's so haphazard yeah. with the money. He doesn't seem to be keeping good records of how much he's given them over all this time. No. And there's eight grand flying off a roof. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, and he's an accountant. I know. He's acting more like a meth head himself, just like handing out money in paper bags or wiring or just whatever. And it was just insane. Well, I cannot get a clear picture of Frank. That seems very odd. And then spray everybody with bullets. What's happening? He, uh, uh, Nancy felt like he had been taken over by the demon, and that demon was named John, and he oh, had an true. alternate persona. This was not Frank, the man she married. This was John, and John was cuckoo bananas. He was high on his newfound wealth. He was high on this mother of two that he was sleeping with. And then I, someone, I was watching some other show, and someone was like, when it's not your money, you just spend it. It doesn't matter they how, say it how in you this spend one. it. No, it's this Oh, one. is that what it was? They okay, said it so in like Dateline. he yeah. wasn't working hard for that money. It was all money from that other guy right. that he had so embezzled. It just doesn't matter. So, so just but give he it away. he was literally acting like he was in a rap video. Yeah. Like with Crystal throwing out hundies yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like making it rain. Just spraying the whole town with money. Yeah. Dropping like I don't understand. He and maybe does did have a brain tumor. Billy was faking a brain tumor, but it was really Frank had a brain tumor that was making him go bonkers like that. Because that behavior seems so not thinking about consequences. It really does. so out of behavior, it almost seems like there was a brain tumor that was pressing on parts of his brain that think about. Well, he had prostate cancer. There you go. Maybe there was some sort of drug or something that he took that made that made his brain go crazy or sometimes people after they recover from an illness right. and they get a second lease on life yeah then they kind of have a major midlife crisis ah. after they they've survived death it's a good point they just go nuts it could be so oh, i like that we've analyzed frank this is what him. the daughters would say in terms of excuses they'd be like but he survived cancer exactly and that's a human thing Killing is not a human thing. I don't know thing. if he actually had it or it was a scare, but they talked about it, like why their marriage was kind of falling apart. And I guess they'd been through some health stuff and she had fibromyalgia, so she had a lot of pain issues. So they both had Aww. like health stuff. Poor Nancy. 
one of the things I read was that the Frank always said that his downfall was girls green and glory. Who said that? Frank said that to Nancy when they first got together. He told her like he sat her his down downfall. and was like, look, my downfall is girls green and glory. Oh, my God. So I that was one of my alternative titles because it was that's horrible. Wait. So that's literally everything you're not supposed to be when you're Christian. 100%. You're not supposed to worship money. No. You're not supposed to lust after yep. your neighbor's wife or commit adultery. And you're not supposed to be prideful. Right. Put yourself above God, which is like, you feel like a Superman. Glory. Yeah. yeah. So he just did it all. Yeah. That he knew that he was not supposed to do. And she married him. Yeah. Nancy, maybe you should so that's play a part on, that's in this. on her. Yeah. That's on that's you, Nancy. On her. Yeah. He warned you. you stop if that. someone tells you who they are, believe them. There you go. <laughs> he told you. I still love you, Nancy. Okay, good. Um, okay. Alternative titles. The Hee Haw Hooligans. I know, it's not that good. I like it. The Meth Maniacs. Are you are these band names? Kind of. Okay. Um One Eye on the Prize. There we go. That's it. There's the ticket. Uh, orange is the new white trash. Oh, boy. Uh, the, the Texan taco trauma. Okay. And then Texas. It's Florida, but with accents. That's great. Florida does have accents, though. Don't they have a little bit of an accent in Florida? Not as thick. Okay. It's good. It's a different kind of accent. What about Texas, Florida, but with hats? Cowboy hats. Sure. Okay, damn. Sorry. No, it was good. Boots? With boots. There we go. Texas. It's Florida, but with boots. Yeah. No. Eh? I think you were right the first time. I think so, too. Why did you try to fix it? I have no idea. You made it worse. I totally did. I'm going to cut all that. It was really good. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Okay, go. Happy. You read yours. I'm going to try to fix one of them. Okay, so you can fix all of them. They're not very good. <laughs> I had um, meth over motive. I don't know why. Oh. It's not even uh-huh. that good. It just sounded good. Mm-hmm. Um, the perils of high cotton. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I had Frankie versus Johnny. Oh. Because John and Frank are two, like, John's the bad version of Frank. So I just, the movie... Frankie and Johnny. I see. So Frank versus John. I just twisted yeah. it to Frankie versus John. Yeah, there we go. It's not that clever. All right. And then I had Denial Justina River in East Texas. <laughs> I tried. Thank you. And then. Um, because of the daughters. I had a stupid one about an eye and I don't like it, so I'm not reading it. But did you realize that the last shot that they have in this episode is a tear coming out of her glass eye? <gasps> really? Yeah. The single tear, and there's a and there's and it's her glass eye, and there's a tear coming down. Yeah, because your tear ducts are still okay, I guess. Isn't That's that... beautiful. I know it was really sad. That was my precious moment. Oh, rough, Nancy. Okay. Do you know my Do you know my friend Greg had never seen the crying Native American commercials from the eighties? So I had to show him. Do you remember those? Yeah. It's a single tear. Yeah. And someone throws trash out of it. Yes, it's litter. It's a litter and commercial. He throws it out of the car and then it literally like explodes into a million pieces at the poor Native American's feet. He throws like one thing, but for some reason then they cut to the shot of the feet and it explodes into like a bunch of different pieces. It does? Pieces. I don't remember yes. that. That's it's ridiculous. Really 
What is it's it? It's really funny. It's supposed to just be a like a glass It was bottle? like a bag or something. But literally, it's 20 different things are at his feet. Stop it's, it. That's yeah. really funny. I did not know that. Yeah, oh, it was God. really funny. That's good. It's, it's worth a rewatch. Oh, it's, yeah, I'll do that. That commercial is worth a rewatch. Okay, so I played bingo and I almost won. Dang it. I needed cell phone towers Ugh. or DNA evidence. And I needed Andrea to go on location because I don't count the coffee shop as location. It's not really, yeah. No, I needed her to go where a crime had happened or something had happened. We talked about cell phones a little bit. By the way, you noticed they kept calling it dr- the drop phone. Did you get that? Oh, a drop phone. They didn't say burner phone. They said drop phone. phone. Interesting. Oh, you know where they should have sent Andrea is the church parking lot. Oh, my God. They should have. She could have totally stood in the church parking lot interviewing those cops. That would have made more sense. That would have been really good. All right. What about about Twitter? Um, But now I'm on Twitter, by the way, everybody. So I'm going to know things now. I got a new phone today. She's going to know when we're talking about her. I, I am going to know, and I'm going to be able to say things and pretend I'm Kimberly. So now you'll never know what's up. It's going to be a oh, whole it's, thing. It's going to be really confusing. Yep. Um, Kat Isel81 said, at least she's starting off the episode. At least this daughter doesn't look like an obnoxious crier. I can't go through that again. So I checked in with her. After she watched the episode. How'd she feel? How'd and she said, feel? How do you feel now? And she said, I can't even put it into words yet. The trauma is too fresh. <laughs> Dateline did me dirty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cindy Boxer, our dear friend who has chickens named after us. Hi, Cindy. Said, hi, Cindy. And then she had to endure being abandoned by her own children with a mountain of evidence against him, including a secret life and embezzlement. Nancy is a precious, precious angel, and the B-Vets can suck it. <laughs> These B-Vets were the worst. Wait, what's and the... Nancy is a precious, precious what's angel. What's a B-Vet? Because leave it to Beaver. Oh, B-Vet. And they said they I said was the... Beaver so... They said leave it to be- Cleaver Beaver so many times. I was upset. Yeah. They were really into that. They thought it would make them seem really like, And it did the opposite oh, completely. Yep. Okay. Uh, Dabuni too. Them stupid ramen-headed girls would be cut off from me quicker than the noodles cook. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> that's really good. Ramen-headed girls. Yeah. Anxiety fries Kim. Another one of our good friends, I'd absolutely watch a show if it was just East Texans living high on the hog by tricking dumb rich guys into giving them millions. <laughs> Can we make that happen? That would be a new reality show. We would recap it. That would be great. It would be on TLC. And it would be called High Cotton? Yeah, sure. High Cotton. Low, yeah. low and high cotton. Low class, high cotton. Oh, that's great. That's good. I love it. It would be like the new Duck Dynasty. Yeah, it would. But those guys were turd bags, right? They turned out to be jerks. I think they were like racist or homophobic or something. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. Um, Okay, Lindsay Lou Zero. It's like, even if you're going to believe your dad, your mom got shot in the head. Her marriage is over. She lost an eye. Care more. Yes. Thank you. Amen. Um, so Amanda, who's Pazox, said, Andrea Canning, settle a friendly debate. Do you happen to have the same necklace in both pink and teal? It's getting real heated here. She does. 
She does. It was the same necklace. It's, yeah. I think it was the same necklace. John Fruman said, John, Frank, who cares? Let's get to the bottom of the necklace scandal. Hashtag necklace chronicles. That's great. Neck chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, Jess Rundlet. Charlie from East Texas is my favorite person of this whole dateline. I think he and Nancy should get together. Oh, you. there you go. You got another one. Mm-hmm. Okay, talking about the wedding of the daughter. Mm-hmm. So Frank walks her down the aisle. Suspicious red rec room says, surprisingly, Billy Earl was the ring bearer. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and I think Dustin was in it yeah, somehow. Dusty was, he was like Dusty an was usher. Cater- he was catering. He was part of the catering <laughs> team, and he kept drinking booze in the back, so he got, he got sent home early. Had to go he home. had a, a flask, and he was dipping yeah, it into the punch yep. bowl. He's a bad boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiefel, Hee Haw Gang must be a musical group. These boys can sing. Because they're all, That's you know. That's cute. Clever. Um, Billy Earl, Gontel on everybody. Robert Mueller needs to talk to him. <laughs> Billy Love Earl it. has got the Trump dirt. Yep. Uh, K.S. loves glow sticks. Wow, Billy Earl is real, not an actor. And I, I don't know what she's thinking. Like, is she? He's such a caricature of like that kind of person. Could he even be an animatronic person? He was pretty. He Do you was think he's? Funny. He was kind of like a guy you'd hire from an improv group and be like, "We want you to play a redneck thug." Yeah. And he would, that's the, the character he came up with. Yeah. Yeah, um, he came up with Billy Earl Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrea Canning said, I was pregnant with my three-year-old daughter, Georgia, during Nancy's interview. She said a prayer for the baby at the end of our interview. It was very touching. I still think about it. Isn't that sweet? Points all around. Points for Nancy. Yep. Points for Andrea. Points for Georgia. That's great. Yeah. That's adorable. And Stefano, he cried talking about his... Okay, so Frank cried talking about his daughter's 10-day stay in the hospital when she was a baby. And she's fine now. No tears remembering the first time he saw his wife who was shot in the head. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. His daughter was, was in the NICU and he is sobbing. Real tears. Doesn't shed one tear the entire rest of the episode about Nancy. This guy's got dual personalities. Like, I think there's something wrong with him. Because in the interview I read, too, Suzanne, he was with Suzanne when she shot, right? Mm-hmm, and has mm-hmm. to fly back really quick to Texas to see her. Suzanne drove him to the airport. She said he was beside himself, could not be consoled. So the mistress is consoling the guy who's crying over his wife, who peop- who he hired the guys to do it. But she said that... They drove to one airport, I guess the airport closest to Tahoe, must be Sacramento. They couldn't get a flight, so he made her drive to San Jose to get another flight to get back faster and was just bawling and just a mess. The daughter said he couldn't even stand up. He was, like, collapsing. So, see, this is weird. It's almost like he segmented these parts of his life where he embezzles money and and does all this stuff. And convinced himself that he had nothing to do with it. That was John that did that. It's like Fight Club. It is like Fight Club. It's a title Tyler Durden situation. Yeah, I don't like this. Uh, and Stefano is Red Bull sponsoring the oldest daughter. <laughs> 
uh, Erica Spunk E, going to church does not make you a Christian, just like standing in a garage doesn't make you a car. That's a good, I've been using that. That's a good one. Uh huh. Potpourri RN. I have come to the conclusion that the first suspect should always be the Christian man. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Dog Lover 100. Is it just me or does Ashley seem to be enjoying telling this story too much? Yeah. Yes. And then I also was worried when I started hearing her talk that maybe I would do that in Dateline and try to be like overly animated. I would. No, we have to start practicing now. Yeah. Just so we're not annoying. Okay. Um, uh, pretty plus more. Andrea is wearing all that turquoise to ward off all the white trash spirits. There we go. Um, then there were some people, there was like a hater on Twitter saying that they didn't like Andrea. Oh, and that's not acceptable. And, and people wrote back defending her. Good. And Andrea wrote, Dateline peeps are the best. And a message to any naysayers. There's an up and down button on your remote. Heck, there's even an off button. It's real easy. Yeah. I love Andrea. Good. Um, April in Alberta said, Andrea Canning has that look like she doesn't believe you, but in a way that wants to make you keep talking until she does. That's a good one. Isn't that right? I like that. That's yeah. totally it. Convince and, um, me. Convince me. She's skeptical, mm-hmm. but in a polite way. Yes. And you want her you want her to be on your side, so you just keep talking. Did, how did that sound, Andrea? You're checking in with her. Mm-hmm. Do you approve? Give me a slight nod, Andrea, and she'll give just the tiniest, the tiniest slight yeah. nod and unpurse her lips a little. And you're like, I'm in. Okay. She's on my side. <laughs> um, and then one from Tammy Renee, who is probably still waiting for her gift basket from you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor Tammy. I hope you didn't, like, not buy food because you were waiting for this snack package from I Katie take, I take from full, I take full four resp- months ago. I take full responsibility. As you should. And I'm sorry. You promised I it. I think about it constantly. Yet you don't send it. No. I will. So sorry, Tammy. Don't worry, Tammy. It's coming and it's going to be glorious. It's going to be okay. green. What is it? Girls green and glory. It's going to be great. <laughs> You'll love it. Um, Tammy tweeted this uh, a couple weeks ago, but I had not read it and I just loved it so much. If Andrea wears white jeans and no one is around to see them, does it make a sound? That's great. Um, so that was it. Twitter, yeah, a lot, a lot of people had some feelings on Twitter. Good. Can we move the hatred. to in the news? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm still in Whamageddon. I survived CVS, Target, the dentist's office, physical therapist's office. It was like a war zone. Bombs were going off everywhere, and I survived somehow. When do you have to make it until? Christmas Day. Okay. You can, you're going to sabotage me tomorrow, aren't you? You have a smirk on your face, like you are going to play the song... If you don't know, Whamageddon is trying to get through without hearing Wham's Last Christmas song. And Kimberly and I are spending Christmas Eve together at a friend's house. And so I'm just saying it might get played. This is going to be like the Hurt Locker. And I'm just going to be sitting the second I hear like one chord, I'm out the door. Honestly, the sad thing is I was more thinking that maybe I could be a hero and I could save you. Protect and me. And I could just like, come take and, a bullet for and me. start singing, talking yes. really, really loud in your ear and be like, change If you the song, jumped in front the of the bullet, yes. I might take the bullet. That's that's more what I was thinking when I was smirking, is I was imagining a scenario in which I saved you. And then 
I don't know. You'd be forever in my debt. <laughs> I really have a lot riding on this. I know you do, and I know you've made it no really money, far. Just, just personal glory, if you will, mm-hmm. greens and glory. And I just really want it for myself. I need a win. It's been a rough yeah, year. Yeah, you do need a I win. I need a win. You need a win this and year. And I want to win Whamageddon. I, I want you to win. Okay, let's let's make also, that happen. sign our freaking petition, guys, because we have not even hit 100 signatures yet. Oh. And I find that very sad. All of you guys are listening. Just go to change.org and search Dateline. And we're trying to get more Dateline merch to be sold online. And then while you're there, sign something for like elephants or poor people yes please but, but sign ours it's the first one when you search dateline please how long does this go on i think until i get people how many people do you need for this to actually work it's more of a personal victory <laughs> oh i am not <laughs> but gonna speak of this. once we get to a hundred they will send it to nbc store i think or Dateline. It can be sent to them. But we need at least like 100 people. Come on, guys. We need like 1,000 people. And we have like 39 right oh, now. Oh, I see. It's embarrassing. Maybe I should sign few. it. Um, I, I can't with you right now. <laughs> I cannot believe you haven't I was saving it. I wanted to be the deciding one that's like makes no. it to 100 and it's me. I just want to be important. Okay, fine. All right, I'll sign you it. You can... Read the comments on there are really funny because you can put suggestions and I'm putting them all down on a wish list. It's turning into like a ransom list of oh, our God. demands. Oh, Jesus. Like these are the items we want, NBC, and we won't be denied. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. I want to get to 100. Come on, guys. We could do this. That's all I have to say You'll get about there. that. If you want blankets, socks, notebooks, scarves, we want everything. Um, and that's all I got for in the news. Okay. I have things in my mailbox to read anyways. Oh, go. What's in your mailbox? Linda Poggy B8 wrote from about last week. What? Katie was a beauty queen? We need a picture. Is that how Katie and Kimberly meet? With the gif of the little girl dancing. I think it's from Tyler's and Tierra's and she's doing a full on. Oh, like, yeah. I can't. It's Chuki. You know the gesture? It's Chuki. Yeah, I know her. And. But it's a gif of two of her facing each oh, other. That's funny. And they're both doing the dance. So I thought that was really funny. And I opened it up. I said, let's keep going with the theories of how you think Katie and Kimberly met each other. Um, Cindy Boxer's guess was at my- Big Mike's first Halloween party. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was good. That's good. And then um, Melanie T did the gif of um, from Mean Girls. Where Rachel McAdams is stealing Lindsay Lohan's food in the cafeteria and eating it. And I said, Katie does steal my food a lot. Why am I the mean girl? (laughs) Oh, I see. Because you're on Twitter. This is all about to change. This will all change, my friends. Exactly. Um, And then Sean G. (laughs) Oh, no. He wrote, boating accident? (laughs) That's great. That's really good. Does does he think like we were each in separate boats and we crashed into each other? It could be. And then we're we should be friends. It could be. Or was one of us stranded on an island and then the other one got shipwrecked there and then we got rescued? Was it like a Gilligan's Island type thing? Okay. Or were we murdering someone and throwing them overboard, their body overboard? 
And then the other person caught them and was like, hey, I want to join. Let's be murder pals <laughs> Let's together. Let's do this together. <laughs> I kind of, I want to get in on this throwing people overboard situation. Um, also, I wanted to say also in the news, well, it's not in the news, in our inbox, was um, Podknife, which is a, a website that like list podcasts they added us and they tweeted it out and they were very excited and i think that's really cool that's really sweet thank you and we also thank would like you. to thank the person who commented i think we got a comment on podbean this week so thank you it's laura mc was behind a guy in target who was buying multiple cases of drano no and he made a joke about Dateline. No. That it wasn't for Dateline purposes. So she, of course, plugged our podcast. Oh, thank you. Because she's awesome. But I also think we need to check in. So she's going to set a Google alert for Texas Drano homicides. It's in Texas? Because she thinks, yes, she oh, thinks this snap. could be her big Dateline break. She could get to be interviewed oh, about she could. being in line behind him. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, Charles Chuck Deasy 76, the one who does the great bingo with the sleeves, mm -hmm. said, just realized Dateline Keith is referred to as the lean king for his posture and not his lack of heft. I feel like an idiot. Because <laughs> he's so lean. That's But it, no, it's a double entendre. It goes both it's a ways. Entendre. No, no, no. It goes it both ways. It could totally work, yeah, yeah, Charles. Yeah. You're fine. Charles. Don't worry about it, Charles. Smarty pants. Yeah, you got it. Don't you, don't you worry. Then we have some thank yous. Yes, we'd like to send a thank you to Elizabeth for donating to A Date with Dateline and our trip to Walmart fund. Yeah, thank you, Elizabeth. It's very, very nice of you. And I need tarps. We definitely need disguises. And we need more disguises. I need a ba balacla bacla bacla baklava. Nope. Balaclava. Balaclava. There we go. Yeah, that was a long face. What episode was that? That was a good that was a good episode. I bet I might go for like a wig and a mustache type disguise Ooh. with Elizabeth's money. That's what I think I want to do. Okay. And we have right now have a three-way split between three different charitable organizations for our 15% donation and we're going to go ahead and extend it into January, guys, because we want to make sure that we can give a sizable amount. But anyways, if you donate, uh Anytime in the next, we're going to extend it to January 15th, we decided, and maybe we'll go to the 31st, but right now it's the 15th. Uh, we have three different charities that we're going to be donating to right now. It's a three-way split. So thank you very much in advance. We are going to have a little bit of a different schedule next week just because it is New Year's Eve, and I know we're getting this one out on Christmas, but... It's a Christmas present for you if you celebrate Christmas. If not, it's just that's the day. Um, you're still special. You're st definitely special. And as Kimberly's pointed out more than once, she's chosen. She's a chosen person. So I am. Yeah. You know, my mom said I appear to be more Jewish than my brother because I mention it so much on the podcast. That's really funny. You do. And I leave it in a lot of times. I don't know why. Why would you take it out? Redundancy. Sometimes you say it multiple okay. times in an episode. <laughs> and I feel like once is enough. We get it. It is. Yeah. It really is. It's like if I kept it's saying, I'm so much. tall. Well, because I'm tall, I can do this. Well, I'm tall. <laughs> and so I would just keep repeating it. And now I have to take that out because everyone's going to know that I'm tall. But anyways, so we're going to have a different schedule next week. We're going to re be releasing a little bit early and we're doing a Kimberly's Favorites. 
I haven't decided what it is yet, though. She hasn't decided. So, oh, I guess if you have one that you really, really want to hear us cover, now is your chance. Try to get that I'm in. I'm kind of debating between there's something about Susan and Mystery and Mustang. I feel those two I might want to do. One of those. A poll, maybe? Yeah. It, if either. If anybody if knows has those. Opinions. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes. That's the most important thing that you can do. That is the best holiday present that you could give and us. And tell two friends. And tell two friends and they'll tell two friends and they'll tell two friends. Yay. Remember those commercials? And what was that about? Donation. Saying no to drugs? It was drugs? about hair. Oh. <laughs> no, it, I think it was about shampoo. Make a donation on paypal.me forward slash date with Dateline. And uh, don't watch alone. Watch with Charlie. Watch with the hee haw gang. Yeah, just try not to Once watch. They got out of prison. Just try not to watch it in prison. Don't watch. Do they watch Dateline in prison? Because they're all in prison. The hee haw gang is all in prison. They do, I think, because sometimes on sixty days in, they'll talk about like they'll have the news on and stuff. So I bet they have NBC on sometimes. That's crazy. And so they n- they have a remote control. They can change. So would the they channel. find out about someone else's crime? They'd be like, "No, I was it's framed. Possible. See, I was framed." Uh huh. I got to think about that. That would be incredible to watch convicts watch Dateline. I want to know what that's yes, like. Yes, it's like Inception. Is that what inse- happens at Inception? No. Okay, we're good. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Have you not seen Inception?